Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 8, Continued, Section 12. Happy to be nobody, even to God. Though Father Picacci was now Mother Teresa's confessor, she continued to confide in Archbishop Perrier with impressive transparency. Your Grace, why is it that everybody is so good to us? I have no answer but one deep gratitude. There is so much contradiction in my soul, such deep longing for God, so deep that it is painful, a suffering continual, and yet not wanted by God, repulsed, empty, no faith, no love, no zeal. Souls hold no attraction. Heaven means nothing. To me it looks like an empty place. The thought of it means nothing to me, and yet this torturing longing for God. Pray for me, please, that I keep smiling at him in spite of everything. For I am only his, so he has every right over me. I am perfectly happy to be nobody, even to God. Your devoted child in J.C., Mother Teresa M.C. Feelings that the very pillars of her life, faith, hope, love, had disappeared, must have been agony. The darkness had dimmed the certainty of God's love for her and the reality of heaven. The burning zeal for the salvation of souls that had led her to India had apparently vanished. At the same time, paradoxically, she clung steadfastly to the faith she professed, and without a drop of consolation, labored wholeheartedly in her daily service of the poorest of the poor. Mother Teresa professed to be perfectly happy, to be nobody, even to God. In 1947, she had written to Archbishop Perrier, by nature I am sensitive, love beautiful and nice things, comfort and all the comfort can give, to be loved and love. She normally remained silent about any lack of love, though she felt it keenly. How much more sensitive must she have been to signs of God's love, of their apparent absence? Her longing to sense his closeness made the darkness all the more excruciating. Yet she had attained a spiritual maturity that helped her humbly and ungrudgingly assume the last place and happily be nobody even to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen.
most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One way to interpret Mother Teresa's situation, as described in this letter to the Archbishop, is that she was not without faith, hope, and charity. That is, in her soul, because she was in a state of grace, she had faith, hope, and charity. And the greatest of these is charity, divine love. Faith is a supernatural readiness to believe whatever God says. That's what it means to have the habit of faith. And hope is this supernatural readiness to rely on God, to lean on him, to want him. And love is this supernatural readiness to prefer him to everything. And when these virtues are exercised, when we make an act of faith, we accept the truth about God, and our minds are united to God. We know God as he is, and when we have an act of hope, we are wanting God, and our wills are touching God himself. We're leaning on him for help. And when we love God, we are one with him. We have become one in wanting what he wants, and in embracing him, in accepting him, Love touches him. It goes out to him. Now, Mother Teresa could not be writing what she's writing from this perspective if she didn't have faith. If she didn't have faith and she didn't have love, she wouldn't be happy to be nobody, even to God. See, there is in her a belief in God. So what's going on here? Well, one only can speak tentatively because we're dealing here with one of the great saints of history and one of the most difficult aspects of her life. But notice this emphasis on longing. She has a deep longing for God. Well, where is this longing? Where do we locate that? We locate that in the virtue of hope. See, faith allows us to know that God is. But hope is the wanting of God, the desiring of God, the longing for God. And so one way to understand this is that Mother Teresa was going through a deep purification of her soul and that her hope was very intense in this, in this moment. But why then does she sense, why does it seem to her that she has no faith, no love, no zeal? Why does heaven seem to mean nothing? It seems to be a problem of her faith. But what seems to happen is this. That because faith is knowledge of God, because faith is sharing in God's knowledge of himself, and God is infinite, 
and God is incomprehensible? That it can happen that God communicates a knowledge of himself to us so intensely that it's blinding. Think of staring at the sun for long enough. The sun illuminates, the sun gives light. But our eye is so weak that if we are staring at it long enough, what does that light do? It blinds us. If you have a big spotlight in your church or outside, you're spotlighting something, and you stare at that long enough, it will, it will blind you. Light both illuminates, it reveals, but given our weakness and our limitations, certain kinds of lights can blind and cause darkness. So what if part of what Mother Teresa is describing is not a lack of faith, but such a superabundance of faith that it's that the light of God is beginning to sort of darken everything else, that God is beaming himself so intensely on her that it's as though everything else is washed out. Everything else can't be seen. And why would God do this? so that her hope might be purified. So that that longing for God would not be for anything else. For there's nothing else in her that holds any power right now. There's nothing else in her that she seems to want to work for, to live for, to rely on. And so she has to just be led along by this intense longing for God. And this is especially relevant for what she says about God. For God, she says, is infinite longing. In God, there is an infinite longing. And maybe that's another way to think about this. What's really happening is that the hope, which is a clinging to God, which is a wanting of God, is becoming so deep and intense participation in God's own longing is so deep that it's sort of making everything else disappear, fade away. In other words, once again, it's not a lack of faith or a lack of hope. It's the radical increase of these virtues that can be used to understand partly what Mother Teresa is going through. So don't let anyone tell you, oh, Mother Teresa lost her faith. Mother Teresa lost her hope. No. Her faith and hope were so deep and so profound that the normal experience was difficult for her to go through. Her faith and her hope were more intense than anything that most Christians go through. And by persevering in this path, she was being prepared for something that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. She was being prepared for the glory of God in a more intense intimacy with him than ever before. 
for God is a deep, deep mystery. And we can only know him and want him and love him because he gives these things to us. He gives us faith. He gives us hope. He gives us love. And that is the basis of our life. We have to, in our prayer, we begin with believing in him that he's there. We hope in him. We rely on him. We ask for his protection. We cling to him with love. We prefer him. We want to love him. This is the sort of foundation of our prayer. This is the foundation of our life. And these are given to us. They're infused into us. And if God wants to make them really intense, like in Mother, that they purify her profoundly, he can do so. But we're never going to become the saints he wants us to be if we lose sight of faith, hope, and love. They have God as their object. They're the greatest things we have in our souls. They are our bond with God. They unite our minds to God, our hearts to God. We know God by faith. We share in his own knowledge of himself. The act of faith, when I say, Jesus, you are here, it terminates not in that sentence, but in the reality. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Our minds touch him. When we hope, we lean on him. We want him. We long for him. Why? Because he put it into our souls. Praise be Jesus Christ for the gifts of faith, hope, and charity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.